welcome to another episode of Home and Away, where I normally talk about basketball. And well, since the last time I was here, the league has started and a lot has happened. Well, the first thing I do want to point out is there are three words uh, that I think I kept coming across when I was researching on uh, what's happened so far in the league. And those three words are, or phrases, I guess, would be too many turnovers, <clears throat> I mean Chicago, inconsistent, Sacramento, unsustainable, New York Knicks, I guess they are the prime examples of each phrase. And I guess, I mean, we have to talk about the biggest news of the last week and of the season so far, which is the trade of James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets, which happened without losing Kyrie. And I guess that's I guess it's fine. I mean, I don't know how much of a commodity Kyrie is at this point because, first of all, let's not forget that he has had a lot of injuries and, well, he's been AWOL for a bit and he did break protocols and he has been a bit of a problem. Not saying that he isn't an exceptional player on his day. I mean, we all know that. But is the hassle worth it? And for the Brooklyn Nets, it clearly is. Because now they have three stars in Kyrie, Harden, and KD. But let's just go through that trade once, right? So the Rockets, at the end of the day, ended up receiving Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodion's Skrull, three Brooklyn first-rounders, which is 22, 24, and 26, one Milwaukee's first, uh, which is 22 unprotected. I think all of them are unprotected. I think so. And four Brooklyn first-round swaps, which is 21, 23, 25, and 27. I guess that just shows that Houston are preparing for the future, which they kind of have to, because... Under Harden, they had their small ball team. They had Westbrook at the time, last season. And it worked in the regular season. But again, as it has always been the case, I guess the closest they came was with Chris Paul uh, against the Warriors during the season where Toronto won it, I think. And yeah, I mean, they did have a bit of a collapse near the end against them. But... Yeah, they. I think they do need to invest in the future at the end of the day. So these picks, they may not be, or, or even this trade may not be the most exciting trade at the moment, but it works for Houston. Uh, I guess we'll talk about Houston when we get to Houston. But yeah, Harden was, well, seemingly out of shape. I don't know. What happened there? It, it just he just miraculously turned back into shape, and well, he had his first game last night, and boy did he ball out! He had a thirty point uh, triple double in his debut, and I think he's the first person in NBA history to do that. 
which is but at the end of the day he did what Harden does you do not expect anything different he is an exceptional scorer of the ball he has his way of playing which you know may annoy some people it it almost seems as if he's manipulating the rules which he really kind of is but yeah he's always crafty with the way he plays exceptional shooter and now he has Kevin Durant next to him who is a literal assassin on the court that man scores 42 points with ease and people are like they don't they, they don't even notice that this man has scored 42 points that's mad but yeah uh brilliant first game it seemed like Harden was on his best behavior he was not there to mess about or or hold the ball for too long and yeah if this is the sign of things to come then Brooklyn are gonna do well I, I don't think there there's uh I don't think there's a big issue with uh, like Harden gelling with the team I think he definitely will the the problem may be the third element who we haven't seen uh with the other two guys so far and that's Kyrie Irving when he comes back how do the three function together I'm sure it'll be I'm I'm sure it'll be fun to watch at the very least in terms of depth well they have taken a big hit I mean I think everyone knows that when they gave up Karis LeVert to be fair he has a, he has a small mass in his kidney and that is I I guess the medical was a blessing in disguise that they discovered that prayers up for him hopefully he recovers soon and yeah hopefully he's fine but yeah they did lose Cass Levert Spencer Denvity is injured they did give away Jared Allen he is he has gone to Cleveland Cavaliers for a future first rounder got them Jared Allen who's a brilliant defender and he's a and he's a great forward which Cleveland can just make a team out of forwards at this point. But, yeah, great pickup for them at the end of the day. And DeAndre Jordan is going to be their, it's going to be the center, which I don't know about that because I do like DeAndre Jordan. I did, I guess, I did like him. And as an entertainer, he's great. But he's not doing well. He, he isn't, I guess, uh, what, alley-oops? I don't think he's even catching too many of those. Defensively, he is not great, and they are allowing way too many shots in. You have Kevin Durant, who is a decent defender. Harden, on his day, can make some clutch stops, but that team is lacking in defense. Heavily. I, I'm pretty sure attacking is not going to be an, any issue, and... I think they will try to run Harden as a, on the point, so like for for a bit, and Gary Harris on uh, the shooting guard position, which works. And I think soon enough we're gonna see Joe Harris as more of a more of a player rather than just a spot up shooter. And I guess he's already showing elements of that, and. He'll develop into a more complete player. Uh, this team just seems too volatile with not enough depth. Bruce Brown is clutch. 
at times. He hit the dagger in the last game with a minute to go. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. In my opinion, this is still not a championship-winning team because I think you you need a lot more to win a championship. I, 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 if, like this stems from the Bill Simmons book, The Book of Basketball, where he has a chapter on the secret, where Isaiah Thomas basically says that the secret of basketball is that it's not about basketball, which totally makes sense. You need the intangibles. You need so many things to go in your favor. You need teams to buy into a certain mentality. And with three stars like that in your team, I don't know how possible that really is. It might be, it might be very easy for those those players to just work together. I'm sure that's a possibility. I just don't know yet. And... I guess this season's very open. Who knows who wins? I can see... I guess this is the season in any sport. We're just seeing a lot of inconsistency so far in terms of... If there are glaring holes in so many teams. Even the contending teams. And I guess the biggest hole in Brooklyn is... Well, we don't know how sustainable these players are together. And defensively, they are going to be weak. In terms of rotation, they're going to be weak. And I guess if you want to win a championship and go deep in the playoffs, you need those elements. Especially when you're going up against an experienced side like the Lakers or defensively adept teams like the Clippers or even the Bucks. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how they do. I'm really interested to see how they turn out now i guess that's enough on brooklyn i'm I'm gonna try and keep this podcast short because i end up just rambling for way too long uh yes yeah, so that's brooklyn the next team i do want to talk about is the washington wizards and of course they have one player in particular bradley Beal, who scores for fun that man puts up 30 plus points he has 60 points against philly that's mad. He scores, and that's not even stat batting. He's literally really good, and it just doesn't seem to work out because they give the ball up too often, and des- and defensively they aren't great. They just aren't. And when you have a guy like Bradley Beal who has to do most of the legwork uh, in offense, even though he scores, the team will be depleted. And that's what's happening to them. Uh, Russell Westbrook is injured at the moment. Even when he's playing, I do think he screws about a bit. And I don't know how much that works. He himself has said that he messes around a lot. And that's a bit of an issue because we have seen him literally cost his team important games. And that's no, that's, that's no hate on Russell Westbrook. He is an incredible player. He, I mean, in terms of watchability, he's one of the best point guards, or at least was a year or two ago. I don't know what happens with him now. I don't, he needs to improve his shooting because even his shooting numbers have gone down, even from the mid range, which is his area. Uh, yeah. 
Again, uh, Davis Bertans is doing well. Um, Hachimura is all right. A big issue for them is Denny Avdia because he is an exceptional player. He has done very well in the international leagues. And when it comes to, I think for Tel Aviv. And when it comes to playing for Washington, he does seem a bit pigeonholed into being a spot-up shooter, which is frustrating. Because you do need to let this man play the way he plays. Let him be the man that you drafted. And maybe that'll help take some load off Bradley Beal. And, well, when Westbrook returns, maybe they actually have more options in attack. Again, their biggest issue is in the defense. And it's tough at the moment. It's really tough on how they really go about improving their defense. But I guess that's what they need to do. And they, they, they just concede way too many shots. And, yeah, I hope they find some sort of balance. And if not, then I guess Bradley Beal should leave. He shouldn't make his way out. Because I think he may be too good for this team. Because you can only put up so many 30-plus, 40-plus, 60-point games and end up losing them. Well, I think he's put up like 10, 40-plus games in... In the last year, and he's lost nine of them. That's insane. And yeah, maybe he just needs to go to a better team. Speaking of players who are going through maybe something similar would be Zach Levine with Chicago Bulls. But I think this case is different. In terms of offense, I don't think the Chicago Bulls have an identity. And I'm, and that's really important at this juncture of the league because if you don't you'll end up making mistakes such as too many turnovers Kobe White is exceptional so is Zach Levine but they give up the ball so many times so many times it's a big issue for them Laurie Markkinen is alright he's a good player and Patrick Williams will probably develop into uh, a mainstay in this team. But right now, Zach Levine is putting up a lot of points, but he is losing the ball a lot as well. And I don't think... they I don't think they have a, a set way of attacking the rim. Because sometimes they shoot from the outside, sometimes they attack the rim, maybe not even enough. And it just seems like they're lost. And here's the thing. I think, yeah, in the game against OKC, they were so good, and then they just fell off a cliff. And let me read you the stat. The Bulls had 24 turnovers. OKC had 11. And that's where the game was won and lost. There you go. And it sucks. It really sucks for Chicago when... You see that there are so many good players and they can actually do something. Maybe not now, but in a couple of years if they hone in as a team. But Zach Levine is doing most of the dog work, but I guess the team is almost hurting itself at this point. And you can't really do that at this point. And here's the thing. A start, here's a start for you. Zach Levine is the first Bulls player with four consecutive 30-plus points games. 
while shooting 50% or better from the floor since Michael Jordan had a five-game streak in November of 1996, and the Bulls have lost all four by a total of just 11 points. That's mad. I mean, yeah, I don't know how you fix this at the moment. Maybe just try and find an identity. If you're going through Zach Levine, that's fine. If Kobe White and Zach Levine are going to pair up and actually create some sort of balance in that team, I guess that's your route. But they just seem a bit lost at the moment. And yeah, hopefully they get some sort of balance. I guess that's the thing that they need the most. Moving on to a team that... Well, here's the interesting thing about the team I'm going to talk about. And that is, they did really well last season. Better than anyone would have maybe expected them to do. And that is the Miami Heat as they reached the finals. And made made it a real push for the title. I mean, yeah, the Lakers were better than them, but they, they, they made a dogfight out of it. This season, however, they look like a shadow of their former selves. I guess that is, I guess it's, I guess that's fair to say, because they are, well, if you just go by the, by the leaderboard, they're 11th. That's four losses, seven losses, sorry, four wins. And it's rough. It is really rough for them because Tyler Hero had a slow start and he's slowly getting back into form and he's playing at point. I guess you have to kind of do that at this point. And because they do want him to get reps as a point guard, and it's a totally different ball game. He is getting his shooting boots back on. And, well, first of all, the team hasn't completely been all there. I mean, right now, Jimmy's out. Tyler Hero's out. They have to reformulate the entire, uh, I mean, the front court in terms of Bam Adebayo, which is fair. But... Yeah, they're still in a bit of a, not rebuild, but a a bit of a transition because Jay Crowder has left and that is a big loss for them. And they did not really get anyone major to improve things. And yeah, it's it's tough for them at the moment because, again, first of all, they are back into this, back into the league with like not too much of a break. They were in the finals, and clearly they're a bit exhausted at the moment. But the one thing that was quite fascinating to me was Bam Adebayo saying the players are not really playing to heat culture. Now, this is just my take, but when you talk about heat culture, I I get it, but for me, last season, they were the underdogs. They were a young team with Jimmy at the helm, who, what is safe to say, no one expected him to take the team to the finals. But what he was able to do was inculcate this feeling of camaraderie between the players. And it really worked. They played as the underdogs. And it worked well for them. Well, now they're not the underdogs anymore. They're a well-established side with stars. And they're playing well. They have clearly invested in Tyler Harrow. They, they want him to be their guy. 
for years to come, which makes sense. But I think their underdog mentality is now non-existent. So now what do you do, right? Now you have to play as the team that is expected to win. And I think taking all of that into account, I think it's having a toll on the players. And again, this team, it's too young. The season's still so young that there's so much time for these players to develop into, well, what we've seen in the bubble. And yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they'll be fine. And it's just some teething issues at the moment. And yeah, Miami should be back to where we expect them to be. But yeah, right now they're struggling at, at the moment. I guess the next team that we can talk about who, again, people expected them to do well, but they are struggling, but they're struggling really bad, is the Toronto Raptors. My God. You know what? I'm going to start with Chris Boucher, who's having a great time at the club. At the, at the, at the club? At the franchise. He, again, Charlotte, he had 25 points, 3 blocks, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Yeah, and he is probably their second, third best player. Uh, yeah. Now let's talk about one player in particular who is having a terrible time, and that is Pascal Siakam, Spicy P. I just don't know. I don't know what's up with him. His shooting percentages have dropped. He's taking tougher shots. He's, he's. I think he's making everything tougher for some reason stuff that doesn't really need to be as tough as he makes it out to be I mean we all know well I think it was against Portland and Golden State back to back where he had the ball in the final stretch and he he does his Beyblade spin move and First of all, here's the thing. He does the spin move, but against the Warriors, he created no space using that move. And against uh, the Portland Trailblazers, he, again, did not create much space, and he ended up missing again. And yeah, it's tough. It is tough that they have lost so many games so narrowly, and... Siakam seems to be, he doesn't seem to be fitting into that leader role. His ascension has been great, but it it almost has fell off a cliff and it doesn't really make sense. They do have good players in OG Ananobi, uh, Fred Van Vliet, who again, I think these players do need to maybe do more uh, at this point. Uh, Aaron Baines probably is not the best sh- shooting big. I mean, everyone thought he might have been, but yeah. Uh, at this point, their offense is slow. It just is. And I don't know what they do. They can't trade for, well, the Harden they could have traded, but yeah, that never materialized. And what's this recent stuff done to the value of Pascal Siakam, I wonder. Because we have seen him play well, even in even this season. But, yeah, there are clear holes in his game, and it seems like he's trying to be the leader a bit too... 
forcefully, even though it really is a natural fit. Hopefully, he finds his form and the team does well because, again, this is so uncharacteristic of what we expect of them that it just seems like such a shock. And, yeah, hopefully they find their feet. I guess that's all I can say about them, even though, again, yeah, uh, Kyle Lowry is on a walk here, so, you know, could it could be a very different team in a year or so, so. I guess Pascal does have to rise up because if he doesn't, Toronto could be in trouble. Now, let's talk about a team that is in disarray. In a whole lot of disarray, and that is the Atlanta Hawks. First of all, so many injuries. They signed, they got so many players in, and somehow they've all ended up being injured. They had, first of all, Rajon Rondo hasn't played a lot. Uh, Galinari, Bogdanovich, and yeah, it's it's tough for them. Again, Okongwu hasn't played. Chris Dunn, Jesus Christ. And they have had to rely on so many players who you would not have seen even come off the bench, but they have to at this point. But their silver lining is they have depth and they have had players step up and play a decent level in the league. But here's the issue. When it comes to the final stretch, Trey Young is, has, again, he took a terrible shot last game. Luckily, they got the ball, but it was terrible. Trey Young has not been great. He has not been great. And it's tough. It's tough for them at the moment because. Him and John Collins are not gelling well. They have clearly been having arguments. And while this team is still very young, we we know that. And I guess the problem is right now they have a, a, a bit of a disc, a bit of a disparity in terms of player chemistry. But what happens when the injury players return? I mean, they ha- they'll have options, but it does seem like a bit of a mess, even when the players return. What, what's going to be their formation down the stretch? What's going to be their lineup when uh, they have to chase a score? It's, it's, it's a bit of a tough call to, that they have to make because even the players that are starting right now, that, that could be their team, and it's, it's not doing well. So the Atlanta Hawks are, they're not playing great. But I guess they have to use Capella for his defense down the stretch later on when, when the players are fit. And they have got shooters, they've got defenders, but right now it's a bit of a disarray. And hopefully as time goes on, they find their chemistry and they find the players that work for the right situations. I guess that's all we can say about Atlanta. Detroit, I don't really have a lot to say. Blake Griffin is slowing the team down. He is not as explosive, of course. Injuries, age. But he does seem to be an issue of the team right now. And he kind of is taking time away from maybe more fitting power forwards. In terms of 
I guess Seiko Domboya is like he has to play smaller at the moment. Killian Hayes is injured, but he has shown signs of brilliance. And I guess that's necessary. Uh, even D. Rose, he has a way of attracting defenders to him. So he does offer that, but he hasn't been great either. Yeah, Detroit is still... Uh, yeah, Detroit have the league's worst record. And they, I, I guess there are some silver linings in the fact that they have young players who can develop into something better. Yeah, the the Pistons, maybe they have a brighter future, but right now they're going through it. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte, they have Lamella Ball, who's playing well, who's playing, who's improved a lot, I would say, because initially you did see him maybe make some, you know, erroneous moves, but he's improved, and he's improved in his shooting as well. His playmaking has been exceptional. He's actually growing into a very good player. And very quickly, might I add. Uh, Gordon Hayward, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good. But I guess their biggest issue is Devontae Graham, who's having a terrible time. A terrible, terrible time right now. He is shooting way below what you would expect of him. Terry Rozier is doing well enough to carry this team at the moment. Again, going to the the front court, they are lacking options. And this team, you can tell this team is very thin. And at the moment, they kind of do need Devontae Graham to find his form back. And I guess he will normalize sooner rather than later. And the team would be doing all right. Because they, they really can. If not, you maybe have to ask questions about starting Lamelo, And... You know, maybe he should be starting already, you know. So, I guess we'll find out soon enough what happens there. Milwaukee, ah, man. Milwaukee are a good team. They always will be. But they're always baffling to me because I don't know how they really operate all the time. They have a great offense. They have a great defense. Giannis is probably the best player in the world. And still we see them have some weird losses and just Giannis is still is an inconsistent player, I would say, especially with shooting, which I guess is fine because now the, that team has a lot of shooters around Giannis, which is which is terrifying to think about because if that gets going, they look they look great. Um, I do think they still have the same issues as as they have done before. If you're going to rely on Giannis for decision-making, you will have trouble. Or maybe he develops into a better player when it comes to reading the game, especially down the stretch and in the tough in the tough games. Um, yeah, right now they look great. Nothing to complain about much. Just hopefully they have actually learned from their experiences in the playoffs and hopefully they improve. The New York Knicks... Oh, the Knicks are the Knicks. They are playing well. They are playing well. I mean, Julius Randle is playing like a fucking, a fucking prime Kevin Durant. But again, everyone's playing well in that team. Alec Burks is playing well. You have Austin Rivers, who I'm not a big fan of, but he's playing really well at the moment. 
RJ Barrett is carrying the offense. And yeah, this team is playing superbly well. But I think now it's time that they return to the the mean, which is, well, again, as I've said, it's they're not sustainable the way they play. And sooner rather than later, we would see them come back to... Not, I'm not going to say what you expect of the Knicks because, uh, you know what I'm going to say, that's what you expect of the Knicks, maybe come back to, uh, you know, 11th, 12th. And I guess that's where they'll be because... The East is tough this time. The East is really tough because teams have improved and, well, I don't know. I, I just don't see a lot from from them at the moment. But yeah, I think they'll come back to Knicks. <laughs> That's rude, but yeah. But yeah, uh, props to the way they've been playing. They've been playing very well, so disappointment probably is incoming, Knicks fans. I'm sorry to say that, but... They are playing at the moment here as well. Yeah. Well, well, guess what? They're leading against the Celtics. So, you know, what do I know? I guess. Um, right. Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland are playing really well. But again, defensively, they are very strong. But it does not seem sustainable. Is exactly what I've said for so many teams. If it is, I think they'll do really well. Right now, it does seem like they, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to last for too long, at least on the defensive line. Offensively, they have Sexton and Garland, Sexland, and, well, they've been injured at the moment, and Isaac Okoro is doing well. Isaac Okoro is explosive, he's making good decisions, he's definitely a player that you'd want to look out for over the years, and... Offensively, from the guard positions, when they're back from injury, they'll be fine. They, they'll they be... Cleveland will be okay. They would not be as bad as I had expected them to be. And, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully they come back and the team gets clicking again. They have so many f- players in the front court that they can just make a team of that at the moment. Next up is Orlando Magic. <sighs> The, the only thing I, I'd want to say about them is the Marka Falls injury, which sucks because he has been hit with a, with a lot of injuries very early on. He's out for the season, and well, luckily he had already signed a contract before the deadline, so at least the man gets paid. But tough spot for the team, and even in, in terms of where his career goes, because... He had found his place in that team. He had found his place as this defender, attacking the rim and getting his points, and playing an important role in that team. And now he's injured again, which really sucks. Hope, hopefully, he recovers and comes back stronger. But yeah, Orlando are doing Orlando things. They've they've always done this. Vucevic is a great big, maybe a bit traditional maybe but yeah he's 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 great and Aaron Gordon is all right this team's all right they'll they'll do as good as you as they've done every season nothing nothing to write home about Indiana Pacers they have changed the way they play which is fascinating well Victor Oladipo's out now 
and Karis Levert. Hopefully he's back soon. And TJ Warren has picked up an injury and he is out for a while. Hopefully he's back soon and this team can truly get going because so far they have shown signs that they can do really well. Under Bjorkren, they have been playing this innovative style where Sabonis is allowed to attack the rim more. He's allowed to control the game more. And defensively, they look strong. And there's not a lot to complain about this Indiana side, apart from maybe, well, right now they, they will have problems in the backcourt. And TJ Warren, if they had TJ Warren, you would have someone who could actually play from the perimeter and all the depots out. They are in a, they could be going through a raw spot now. Hopefully not. Hopefully Sabonis is enough to take this team to, uh, you know, through the regular season for a bit. But, yeah, uh, this team is is tough. It's t- they're, they're tough opponents to go up against. They'll, they'll play strictly defense and they will get their chances going. And, yeah, they're fun to watch, I would say. So, yeah, good stuff for Indiana. Now, let's talk about Boston because... Jason Tatum is a baller. He is a star. And I guess it's those three players, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum, who are incredible. And they offer so much defensively from the perimeter and attacking options. It's it's really great. Kemba's about to be back. I, I don't know if he's playing in today's game, but he's supposed to be back soon. Here is the problem. Tristan Thompson, as I said in the last podcast, isn't their answer. Isn't the answer at all. They have Daniel Taze, who's good, but defensively both both are going to get lit up. They are just going to get lit up. And that is a big issue because this team has a lot of potential. This team can do really well, but their bigs are an issue. They just are. Peyton Pritchard has been playing really well. Shout out to him. And... I think they did. They lost Gordon Hayward, and that was a hit in their uh, in their defense. Al Horford, I mean, yeah, Al Horford. But yeah, I guess they do need more shot creation. I guess, but their biggest problem is guarding uh, their their in court. So, in court, yeah. Oh well, yeah. But they just need to get better at guarding the paint and. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can do that because I do think they they're a team that can go really deep into the playoffs. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe reach the finals. Who knows? Well, speaking of going to the finals from the East, we have the Philadelphia 76ers who are playing lights out, and the man of the hour. Well, not well, not right now, but at least over the past couple of weeks, has been Joel Embiid. Because the man has really gone into MVP form. He is shooting from from deeper than you would expect him to. He's actually passing the ball out of double teams. He is getting fouls. He is getting the points. He's getting the rebounds. 
he is doing what you would expect Joel Embiid to do. And he's living up to his lofty expectations. And that's awesome to watch. Because I have not been the biggest supporter of that team. I have, I, as I said, I, I, as I've said, I did not trust the process. I, I still won't say I trust the process because Ben Simmons is... I think he kind of plays down to the opposition, which is weird. I think when he's supposed to take charge and actually make his team stand out, he kind of he doesn't shy away from it really, but I don't think he has the minerals to do that. He kind of makes stuff tougher. If he has, he can actually use his body to get an easier shot, maybe get a foul. He ends up taking a contorted shot that won't go in. And it's tough. He's he's taking more shots from threes, which is fine. He's scoring a few. It's fun to watch. But yeah, the team's doing really well. Nothing to complain about. Defensively, they look okay. Tyrese Maxey, though, shout out to him. He's playing really well. I guess he was the reason why the Harden trade didn't happen, which is fascinating. Because I thought it's it's they they, they let go of Harden because they wanted to keep Tyrese Maxey. That's uh, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite them. I but yeah, they're playing really well, and I guess it's more of a they don't want to upset the form that they have going and maybe this could be a good year for them finally uh yeah simmons i think could improve Embiid is doing really well so props to that team so that was the east and well the east well as always are great and this time i think it's an actually competitive division and yeah, hopefully we have a good winner coming out of there. I my prediction would be I'd say we would see the Nets. Yeah. I think they'll have too much of an attacking threat. And with guys like Katie and Kyrie and Harden, they will have enough experience to maybe pull through and do well in the East. But when it comes to Winning a championship, that's a different case altogether. But yeah, yeah good t- good conference this time. And it's, it's going to be fun to watch. Now we move on to the West. The Western Conference. And the first team I do want to talk about would be the team that I am really high on this season. And that is the Phoenix Suns. Because first of all, I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. I love Chris Paul and I love Devin Booker. So seeing those two in the same team is is amazing. They are both high usage players. They require the ball a lot. And that's fine, I guess. Because this team may seem a bit one-dimensional at times. Maybe DeAndre Ayton may not be getting the ball as much as you'd expect him to. And the attack towards the rim may not be as much as you'd expect. But I think this team is more balanced than we've seen them to be. Michael Bridges is very good as well. And yeah, this team has a lot of components at work. Maybe depth-wise it's not as rich as you'd expect it to be to do something well in the playoffs. But 
They're good. They're very good. I hope they're not a flash in the pan. That's what many people are saying, but I I'd like to think they're not. I think they're playing really well. They have a man who can calm the game down when needed, who can teach these players. I mean, give Devin Booker more time with Chris Paul and I'm sure you'll see him develop into a monster. And this team could do well. I, I They could really do well. And maybe if they get DeAndre Ayton involved more because he's playing really well as well. So maybe if he gets more touches, maybe you can actually create something there. And yeah, the Phoenix Suns look great. And hopefully they do great things in the West. The next team that's not doing too well in the West is the Houston Rockets. First of all, shout out Christian Wood for actually showing up Shaq by calling him a casual, which he might be. But yeah, they have been playing well, but not in terms of the win department. I mean... I mean, until recently, they had the whole James Harden fiasco, which was not helping matters at all. He looked disinterested. The team looked off. John Wall isn't really your primary guy. He shouldn't be. Maybe their primary guy, as time goes on, would be Christian Wood. He's playing really well. And, yeah, it does seem like a bit of of a tough situation for Houston because I don't know if they've improved. Victor Oladipo could turn out to be the player that they need. And if he re- and if he works with John Wall, then there you go. There's your answer. But, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins, you have Christian Wood. They'll get you wins. I don't know how many. I said this before. I'm going to say it again. I kind of feel like they'll be a playoff contending team. They'll be near those spots, you know, the playoff spots, 7th, 8th, and yeah. Unfortunately, but it does, I, I, I don't have a lot of hopes from Houston this season. Um, yeah, uh, not, not a lot to say about them at the moment. Hopefully de- they develop into a, a more cohesive side because right now it's it's a bit of a, of a, bit of a half-hazard team, so... Well, when you speak about Houston, well, the team that beat them yesterday was San Antonio Spurs, which is the team I support. Oh, Lord, I don't know what to say because I think they're playing well. I don't think people expected them to play as well as they are. I don't know. Maybe they did. I didn't, I guess. But the team is playing well. Derek White is injured now. Now, I know that may not be... Massive issue, but I think it does lend the team to play in a very slow, methodical way, which is not fun to watch, and it may not be as effective as one would think. And, well, here's the thing. Lonnie Walker is great. They have uh, Kelvin Johnson, who's playing very well. Rudy Gay, who's well, who's, who plays well, but... Ideally, I would like to see the youngsters get minutes. Devin Vassell, Trey Jones, they're good defenders. Uh, You can genuinely give them a a good chance. And yeah, because this team is, again, their three 
taking percentages probably have improved, but not nearly enough as much as they should be compared to the league. They're still taking mid-range shots. In that game against, was it against Houston? Just like a week, a few days ago, where it was a final play and that could have won uh, them the game. But yeah, they went for a mid-range shot with uh, DeRozan and he ended up missing it. I don't think Spurs are clutch. And yeah, I just don't think they're clutch. And I don't think the mid-range game is as effective as one would like it to be. So I guess their best option right now would be to try out the youngsters, give them a chance and see how the team turns out. Because right now, they're playing well. But, you know what? I, I don't really have a problem. LaMarcus Aldridge should maybe get lesser minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, this team plays well. Because right now, they're playing all right. They're playing better than I thought they would. But, yeah. I would like to see the youngsters get more of a chance, I guess. Now... Let's talk about a team that where nothing's going right, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're in a tough spot, a very tough spot. That's the thing. I've said this about all teams almost, that they're in a tough spot, but they are. Many teams are having a, a bit of a rough patch. And Minnesota, I guess, first of all, I do want to talk about Carl Anthony Towns. The man has been through a lot in the past year or so. He has lost a lot of family members. He injured his wrist. He had, he has COVID himself now. It's it's really tough for him, and I wish him and his family the best going forward. Uh, but yeah, Anthony Edwards is taking a lot of unnecessary shots, or not even unnecessary, just bad decision making, and it's tough. It is tough for them because D'Angelo Russell is the guy who's getting the most touches of the ball. And it will be rough when you don't have Carl Anthony Towns next to you, when you don't have... Well, you don't have anything at this moment. It, it, they're in a very tough spot. And... Yeah, they are not playing well. They're in a rough shape. And... I don't really know how that changes right now. Maybe when players return from injury, Anthony Edwards really needs to learn to play in a way that gives him better shots because right now he's taking so many unnecessary shots and tough shots and it's not working out maybe you run the game through him when Carl returns then you can do something there but um New Orleans Pelicans I think you just need to give the ball to Zion more that you have they don't have a lot of players who can play half court uh I mean you have Brandon Williams He's great, but the team does play very slow when they have possession. On the counter, they're fine. When yeah, on the fast break, they're good, but it's it's tough when uh, they, they, they they seem very slow. And I guess that is what Van Gundy is about. I mean, what else do you expect? But yeah, you have. But yeah, they have Zion. They're fine. They have Zion, they have Lonzo, they have Ingram, they have Steven Adams. Uh, but yeah, they probably need to run the game through Zion more, get him the ball more. 
Again, the partnership between him and Lonzo was working well last season. So just hone in on that. Maybe they just need to hone in on what they do well. And that'll work for them. But right now, it just seems very slow and, well, a bit of a mess. I mean, they do. They also have Josh Hart, J.J. Redick. They have options. They have people who can do the things you need a team to do. But it just needs to come together. It just needs to work. And it could. It really could for them. Because they have Zion, who has so much upside. And you kind of have to run the game through him at the moment. And give him the options for, and like, JJ to shoot. Brandon Ingram to create the game more. Lonzo. Maybe you need more shot, shot creators in that team. Maybe. But, yeah. It's good for them. I'd say it's good, but in terms of potential rather than their current form. Sacramento are very inconsistent. At some point, they look like they could beat any team. At some points, they look like. They, I don't know how they're playing. But, yeah, Marvin Bagley is a bit of an issue with his father complaining all the time. Him probably wanting to leave, I guess. But, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is amazing. He plays well every time, I guess. But, yeah, they kind of have to get used to the fact that they are very inconsistent. And consistency is the only thing that gets you anywhere in, in the league. And right now, and this season is a, is everyone's inconsistent almost, apart from a lucky few. But yeah, the, the Sacramento are too inconsistent, and there's not a lot to talk about them for. So yeah, the Dallas Mavericks—they're interesting because what they ended up doing in the off season was giving up their shooters to improve defense because their problem last season was defensively they were a bit weak. Because, especially down the stretch, in the final few minutes, they would lose so many games. They couldn't close out games. And that's why they got in Josh Richardson. They gave up Seth Curry. And now they're in a spot where all the offense runs through Luka Doncic, as it did before. But he does not have enough options. So, his shooting has declined. Uh, I'm sure that's a minor blip. But that still is problematic because if everything is running through him, it's easy to figure the team out. And if you figure the team out, you're going to lose. Because defensively, I don't think they've been they've improved as much as you'd expect them to, to counter the, the loss in shot creation. It's, it's probably not worked out. As well as they thought that it would. But yeah, Luca is still incredible. He's still an MVP caliber player. He does seem a bit more angry this season, which is which is interesting. You I do want to see a bit of a mean streak about him. Um but yeah, DJJ, Josh Richardson, I don't know if they can find their form. Hopefully they can. But yeah, Josh Richardson has not Probably not improve the team as much as as much as you'd expect him to, but yeah, when Kristaps Porzingis returns, you can probably have a decent team, and Luca can have someone to run the offense through. So a bit of a worrying time for them, but I mean, you they'll be fine. 
I I just don't think they've improved in terms of the mistakes that they normally make. I don't think they've improved defensively as much as you'd expect them to. And offensively, they're not creating as much. So it kind of balances out. And hopefully, the problems get solved. Because I do like the team and I do want to see them do well. Um, Golden State Warriors. Kelly Oubre had a terrible offensive time. He is a good defender. But basically, that team runs through Draymond Green. Draymond conducts the defense so well. James Wiseman has had a decent start to the season as well. He's probably not scoring as much, but he's running the game very well. Defensively, I think he does need to improve a bit. But under Draymond, I'm sure he'll do well. Andrew Wiggins defensively has improved. Offensively, he is inconsistent. Kelly Oubre is bad offensively. He's just not great. But what his shoot, his three percentage was horrible. In terms of, well, we know in terms of offense, you have Curry who's running everything. Steph has to run the game for them. But without having a secondary shooter, without having a secondary playmaker, it's tough for them. It's tough for him. Because if you can close down Curry, you probably got the game. And defensively, I don't think they're great enough to contain teams like Portland who can run, uh, you know, who can run it through two good players. Um, yeah, it probably is tough for them, but yeah, it's Curry. He, he'll do well. Defensively, I'm sure Draymond will get the team rolling. If only they had Clay Thompson, this team would be brilliant. But yeah, right now it is what it is, and I'm sure they, they'll do well. I'm, I'm sure they, you'll see them in the, in the mid-table spots. And yeah, I guess next season when... If Clay comes back, then you know we'll see what happens with that team. It, it could be fun. I, mean, I do like watching them play because Curry is fun. He's a fun player to watch. OKC, I don't really have a lot to complain about. They have made good moves. They have so many draft picks for the future. They have good players. They have went all in on SGA, who is playing very well. He's carrying the team as you'd expect him to. And yeah, there's not a lot to talk about them. Lou Dort is becoming a reliable shooter, which is what you kind of want. And yeah, they're playing well. There's not a lot to complain about them. Memphis, right? Memphis Grizzlies are a very smart team. You, I mean, this season you would you would have wanted to see Jaron Jackson and John Moran explode, but... Injuries has kind of put a bit of a lid on that. But, yeah, they're still playing well. Xavier Tillman is playing incredibly well on both ends of the pitch. Even on offense. He's, again, they're very smart players. And I, th- and I think that's important in a team like the Grizzlies. Because it's young. And if you have players who understand the game well, then there is potential there. Now... John Moran is back. And one thing I do want to say about John Moran is his dunks are scary. They, he lands so awkwardly. His knees. My God. He needs to be more careful, in my opinion. Please, for your own safety, to be well. And yeah, he is still explosive. He's still fun to watch, as usual. 
And yeah, uh, Memphis Grizzlies are doing well, in my opinion. They're doing well according to what their standards are, I would say. And yeah, I just think Brandon Clark isn't shooting well. I, th- I guess that's one issue about them. And yeah, I, I don't think they should be in a situation where they lose a lot of games. I think you'll find them in the mid-table as 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 they should be. The Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, first of all, is the best center in the world. He is incredible. He, it's almost like he's learning the game every time he plays. It's, it's He is... It almost seems like he's making shit up when he does it, but it works so beautifully. It's, it's amazing. Jamal Murray probably... Again, yeah, he was going to return to a good player instead of the elite assassin we saw in the playoffs. Um... But yeah, they're playing well. Michael Porter Jr. is, again, absent. Um, he should be back soon. And yeah, he will offer another layer in terms of offense. In terms of defense, they do look weak. They have lost Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley, which could have affected that. But yeah, I think defensively, they still have an issue, as they've always done. But yeah. I don't think there's much to worry about them. Again, it's too early in the season. They'll be fine. But yeah. They're, defensively, they probably need to improve. Jamal Murray probably needs to become the star we saw him as. Which he, he kind of is. But I think when you're running the pick and roll one too many times. And you're kind of trying to take the tougher shot when you don't need to. It's weird because sometimes I think he has easier shots to take, but he kind of makes it harder for himself. Kind of like what Ben Simmons does in a way. Utah Jazz, yeah, the whole Rudy Gobert Shaq thing was weird because I don't know why Shaq is pointing out his offensive returns because defensively he is great. And he offers a lot to the team. Donovan Mitchell probably has regressed a bit. Probably. Um, yeah, they, they kind of do seem not as good as you'd expect them to be. And yeah, not a lot to say about them either. Because I, I don't, uh, cards on the table, I don't watch a lot of games of Utah. But yeah, from, from what I've seen, they kind of lack consistency as as do many teams offensively they aren't great defensively they aren't great either uh, apart from especially the guards they have a tough time dealing with an onslaught I guess they really need to Im- improve their defense and transition because they lost a lot of games just just when their opponents fast break on them constantly Portland, again, they, re- they rely on Damien and CJ, as you'd expect them to. Um, defensively, I don't know how much they've improved. I think people expected Covington and DJJ to do better than they have so far. Uh, I, again, last night was a bad night for Covington offensively. And yeah, he was just missing a lot. This team... Again, you don't have great defenders on this team. Yusuf Nurkic isn't as 
great as people thought. I I I don't think he's I, I don't think he's that great. In his canter is off the bench. He's and Melo as well. They're fine. This team relies on CJ and Damian, who are not great defensively either. But yeah, they're probably going to outscore their opponents and win. And when they can, they're gonna. Well, well, there you go. That'll be the end of their road, and that's what's gonna happen probably in the first or second down of the playoffs. That's what. That's what they do, and and yeah, this season they kind of seem slow, slower than you'd expect them to be. Uh, but yeah, they're 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 a great side in terms of offense because you have CJ who's smooth, you have Damian who's smooth, but defensively, yeah. They're, they're a liability, as are so many teams. Everyone has defensive issues this time, it seems. Well, now let's talk about... When you talk about inconsistency, Los Angeles Clippers and Paul George, who is... My God, he will put up a 30-40 point game before completely tanking. And, yeah, we've seen them have blowout losses, blowout losses to, like, Dallas is over 51 points, which is mad. But, yeah, they don't have a, a, a floor general, I guess. They don't have, like, a Lou Williams, who is a better version of Lou Williams. I don't think they have a guy who can run the game. Again, someone like Rajon Rondo would be great for this team. Someone who can just guide the way this team plays. And that's what they kind of need at the moment. But here's the thing for me. This team has Kawhi Leonard who basically has to carry the team. They don't really have a lot that works at the moment. They have Kawhi, they have PG who are doing well. But yeah, they do seem to have the same problems. They have to play more games and build that chemistry. And that's kind of the only way that they can do anything. But I think there are so many teams that have improved, especially their direct rivals, that I they're still like losing games horribly at times. Again, they're, they, their defense is streaky. And it's a bit odd at times. But they're a great team. On their day, and yeah, they, they kind of feel robotic almost. And I don't know if it's because of Kawhi, but they kind of do. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll do, they'll do they'll do just fine because they have the personnel the personnel to do well. Final team, uh, again, the Lakers. What can you say about them? I would say their signings probably haven't worked great so far. Maybe Dennis Schroeder has done well. Montez Harrell is great off the bench, while Mark Gasol isn't doing a lot at the moment. Uh, but yeah, the team... Man, Anthony Davis is really not turning into the star we would expect him to be. I would have, I would have expected... LeBron to take a lot more games off at this point while AD does the work. But not really. AD is great in the paint, 
but he's taking a, a lot of jump shots, which is fine. Um, LeBron is still doing all the work, as LeBron does. But this team is still so reliant on LeBron that it's an issue. Because, well, as everyone would let you know, this is his 18th year. And, well, at some point you would want to see the trans- transition happen while LeBron is still in the team and doing well. You would like to see AD take the reins or maybe maybe he doesn't want to. Who knows? This team does seem... It, se- it seems fine, but I don't know. I would I would have expected... I, I don't know. I, I Again, this team is doing well. They're number one. They're winning games. I don't know. There's nothing else that you'd expect of them. Maybe AD kicks into full gear near the playoffs. But right now, they're on autopilot. They're doing well. And they are on top of the West. And that's where basketball has been so far. Interesting so far. The, the one team that really stands out to me is the Phoenix Suns. Are doing well. They have something to unlock in that team. They kind of do. They have DeAndre Ayton that they can maybe utilize more. But the team seems balanced. Maybe a bit more balance is needed when it comes to attacking the rim. But yeah, they look great. And hopefully it wasn't flash in the pan. And yeah, it's fun to see the NBA take such turns already just three to four weeks in and there's so much more to come and hopefully we'll be back here discussing the changes coming you know soon all the stuff basketball and yeah i guess that's all i have to say about the league so far hopefully that wasn't a complete bore fest hopefully i was coherent enough it's, it's late as hell here. But yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at TC9Podcast. You can check out our podcast everywhere on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can check out our website, theconventional9.com, for articles and more. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back soon. Bye.